Star Wars 7x7, episode 690. Today, our review of a new book coming out next week, The World According to Star Wars by Cass Sunstein. We'll tell you all about it. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and before we begin, I want to give a shout-out to Brainstormer Lonnie, whose birthday it is today. And as we've mentioned time and again on the podcast, the best ideas about this podcast and helping it get out to more and more Star Wars fans across the Star Wars galaxy come from Brainstormer Lonnie, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to share this creative endeavor with her, even though she is behind the scenes and you don't get to see much of her, but I get to enjoy Enjoy her company, both as a creative collaborator, as a business partner, as a friend and husband and parent. She is an absolutely wonderful person who has helped make this podcast a reality and given it wings so that you can enjoy it too. So please, please join me today in celebrating Brainstormer Lonnie's birthday today. Happy birthday, Lon. I love you. All right, let's talk about Star Wars and specifically the world according to Star Wars as seen through the eyes of Cass Sunstein. If you have not heard of Cass, here is his deal, and rather an impressive deal it is. He is the Robert Walmsley University professor at Harvard, where he is founder and director of the Program on Behavioral Economics and Public Policy. He is the most cited law professor in the United States and probably the world. He has served as an administrator of the White House Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs and as a member of the President's Review Group on Intelligence and Communications Technologies. His many books include the bestseller Nudge, Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth, and Happiness, Simpler, The Future of Government, and Republic.com, a frequent advisor to governments all over the world and a columnist for Bloomberg View. He is also married to the United States Ambassador to the United Nations, Samantha Power. And yes, this guy wrote a Star Wars book. (laughs) And a very light and entertaining one as well. And I don't mean light in the sense of easily dismissed or fluffed off or anything like that. I mean that it's an actual light and breezy read, even though he does cover some very heady topics. We're talking religion, politics, constitutional law, democracy, tyranny, rebellions and empires, behavioral analysis mythological takes on Star Wars. Of course, you can't really talk about Star Wars without talking about the mythological. And leaning heavily toward fathers and sons, although I hope to discuss that with him directly. Yes, in fact, I'm going to be interviewing Cass Sunstein today, the day that this episode drops. He and I will be doing an interview, and we will package that up and release it shortly. Now, what Cass has done and done remarkably well in the book is take some very heady academic ideas and boil them down in a way that any layperson could understand them. And certainly applying them to a phenomenon like Star Wars makes it pretty easy to understand as well. Things like group polarization or information cascades or conservative rebellions. There's a lot of very cool stuff in the book, and it is all handled very deftly by Cass. The one thing that may be a stretch is the constitutional law section. And, of course, that is his wheelhouse just in his professional life. And I think he does a pretty decent job trying to stretch Star Wars to fit into that mold. But as he freely admits in the book, there isn't a lot 
about Star Wars that talks about constitutional law. There is a lot that talks about other things, though. He has a section that is basically riffing off of the idea of 13 Ways of Looking at a Blackbird, the Wallace Stevens poem. He borrows that conceit to create 13 different ways of looking at Star Wars, which is very breezily and entertainingly done. And there are a couple of things that you've probably heard before, a couple of theories that you've come across, like the one about Jar Jar Binks being a Sith Lord. And even though there are a couple of things like that, it's still worth the price of admission to have the most cited law professor in the world talking about his own experience and reaction to these things. But ultimately, what Cass is after is exploring the idea of freedom of choice versus destiny and how important the power of agency is in the Star Wars universe and in the stories that it tells. In fact, he sees it as the differentiator between the light side and the dark side, where freedom of choice is a defining characteristic of what the characters on the light side are doing, and the talk of destiny, of preordained things that you can't escape from, are the kind of talk that you hear from the dark side. Now, all of this would be interesting enough on its own, but Cass does bring the personal into it as well, which is really awesome. He starts off by talking about the fact that he just liked Star Wars before he started writing the book, but that the process actually brought him to love it and appreciate it at a deeper level than he had before. And the PR materials say that the book actually evolved from conversations he was having with his son, Declan, which, of course, rang a bell for me because my son is named Declan, too. What an odd coincidence that is. There are a few beautiful and funny vignettes and anecdotes about him and his family and their relationship to Star Wars and the movies and the toys and so forth. It's ultimately a very quick read and a very enjoyable read. 180 pages or so, not counting the acknowledgments and thanks and the sources cited and the index and all of that foo-for-ra. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation with Cass later today and looking forward to sharing it with you as well. I'm hoping to cover a broad range of topics, including one of his main themes that he pursues of why Star Wars became so popular, as well as the mass media or lack thereof in the Star Wars movies. Maybe even test an analogy that J.J. Abrams and Larry Kasdan are now the rebels of the Star Wars franchise and that George Lucas has evolved into the Emperor for all intents and purposes. It's going to be an interesting ride and I can't wait to share it with you. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you. audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, time for your trivia question. You might need this. Last time we asked you who was first seen handling the explosives that were used eventually at the thermal oscillator on Starkiller Base, and that was Finn. Today's question, a little throwback to last week, what is the nickname of Ray's speeder? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get those droids working out on the South Ridge, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a power converter, it's Destiny Unleashed. This 
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.